everyone. Welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. We're here with a special mid-season, um, well, mid-season preview, review, a mid-season look at the odds for around the divisions, some of the awards markets, and anything else that we fancy for the middle of the year. Um, I am joined today by Liam underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter and Callum at Callum JD Squires on Twitter. Um, we are not doing that great for the weekend, so we'll just skip over that. We'll leave that for the third, <laughs> uh, which we will hopefully get some listeners for. Um, and yeah, uh, Liam, how are you after the weekend? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, had some good winners this weekend. Not as good as your weekend, unfortunately, but uh, had some nice ones uh, and won my best bet, so I'm feeling good about that. Uh, but unfortunately, looking at futures means I've had to see how many Rams NFC West bets I had in Akers that I'm now feeling horrendous about. So yeah, I feel good overall, but I need to make some money off these futures we're going to suggest today. Yeah, I had a quick look at my at my ones, and I did a lot of top twos in divisions, and they seem to be going away right at the moment. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed for most of mine. Uh, Callum, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Had a good weekend of uh, of watching football in person. Was very lucky to be at Texas A&M on Saturday and uh, and the Houston Texans on Sunday. One was more enjoyable than the other. I'll let you figure out which one was which. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was it was fun in person, even if the games didn't really go the way I wanted them to either uh, in this era of the world or on my fantasy teams as well. So uh, yeah, happy to be chatting, but maybe not as successful as uh, as certainly you were, Adam, this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, you got to watch um, Derek Henry bring home one of my bets in person, which was You're nice. welcome. Had, uh... You're welcome. <laughs> and y- you were saying earlier that even amongst big men in life, in real life, he is gigantic, which is oh. uh, obviously you can see it on TV. Yeah, I mean, but it, but in in the flesh, it's even more emphasised, which doesn't make sense. I mean, I was I had what I thought was pretty good seats, kind of second row at the front of the upper deck, but right on about the forty yard line, so you could see kind of the, the span of the pitch really well. NRG Stadium's a nice a nice place. I've been there before, ironically for the rodeo rather than for the NFL. But um, <laughs> but yeah, just to see it for the NFL in person was great. But yeah, you know, in a in a league full of mammoths and gargantuan humans, even from up high where, you know, they look a little bit smaller, Henry still looks massive. <laughs> and he's just bigger, stronger, quicker than everyone. And his touchdown run, which won you your aforementioned bet, Adam, was just, uh, you know, from 29 yards out, throwing people to the side, pace, power, everything you could want in a running back. And I don't know what the city of Houston did to offend him, but uh, clearly he has a vendetta against them. And uh, prayers up for the Texans because they were terrible. Yeah, he's uh, what four, fourth game in a row with over 200 yards and multiple touchdowns against Crazy. that one team is is just ridiculous. But yeah, I had um, I had a Trixie on players to score two touchdowns. I had McCaffrey, um, Alvin Kamara, and Derek Henry, and that won me a rather rather nice amount. I had a nice in play bet as well at Paddy Power that uh, that did me well. Um, but this is past posting. No one cares about that. Um, <laughs> so let's look forward to the rest of the season. I'm going to go around the divisions. I'll, I'll go north, south, east, west on each of them and just uh, where I think the value is for that division. So let's start with the AFC North. Um, obviously a game tonight. Uh, it's the Bengals versus Browns on Monday the 31st, Halloween. Uh, at the moment you can get the Ravens best price. Uh, these are all best prices on odds checker at the time of when I wrote it. Um, so there are various bookies, but obviously have a look on there to see what you can find. So we've got the Ravens at two to five, Bengals at twelve to five, the Browns at twenty-two to one, and the Steelers at sixty-six to one. The Ravens are currently a game ahead, and they obviously won against the Bengals earlier in the season. These two face each other in the final game of the season, so I have a feeling it could come down to that. The Bengals' second half of the season is very difficult, um, and obviously they are a game behind at the moment. But playing the Browns tonight, they should beat the Browns I'm a little worried because it's a bit of a bogey team for them so in my opinion I think they're going to go to five and three join at the top of that division and I think the Bengals are a value really at 12 to five um it's not a homer pick I promise obviously the other two teams are not really worth mentioning if the Browns were going to get in at anywhere around 500 with Watson coming back then maybe but they have looked terrible and if they go to two to two and six tonight then that's pretty much game over for them um, Liam, any opinion on that? Yeah, I think if you are a Browns better or a fan, then I would bet it before tonight's game. Because if they won tonight's game, that's the only way the odds are going to swap dramatically. If they lose tonight, they won't change that much. But if they win, then it'll change a lot. So I think, yeah, if you like the Browns, do it today before tonight's game. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think you're right. 
values with the Bengals. I'd put the Ravens in a couple of accumulators because I do think the Ravens will win the division. But in terms of value, I think 12 to 5 is probably too high for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you right there. I do think the Ravens will win it. I think they've kind of just started to turn the corner. And especially when you consider the amount of injuries they've had to start the season, I think it's actually quite impressive how they've been able to kind of hang in and still find a way to be winning games. And in all honesty, they are a couple of plays from being maybe undefeated in reality. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think they are built to win a Super Bowl just yet. Um, but they have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. And if they can really use this kind of extended week they have right now to get a little bit healthier, they don't really, they don't have a bye week, but they don't play until next Monday. Um, you know, so it's almost like a, a mini bye for the Ravens. Um, and that would, that would really help them, especially with the amount of injuries they took on uh, Thursday night. But yeah, I, I don't mind the Bengals at, at 12 to 5. You know, you've seen them be able to get hot and, and, and win, you know, in quick games in quick successions that people didn't think they would win last season, which led them to the Super Bowl, as I know Adam will fondly remember. And I think the Jamar Chase injury is obviously uh, a, a contender in this. And I think if, if Chase wasn't out for this alleged four to six week period, I don't think the disparity between two to five and 12 to five would be quite so big. I feel like if he was healthy, that would be a slightly smaller gap between the Ravens' odds and the Bengals' odds. Um, I still think the Raven, I still think the Bengals will win tonight. Excuse me, against the Browns. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are more than capable of carrying uh, the load without Chase. Even though you know, as a three-headed monster, they would be all the more dangerous. Um, and quietly, Hayden Hurst has had a nice little start to the season uh, as a new tight end in in Cincinnati. So I, I, I like him as another option for Joe Burrow. All that to say, I do still think the Ravens win the division. But I wouldn't be mad at anybody who told me that at twelve to five they like the Bengals odds. Yeah, the Ravens have got a considerably easier schedule for the rest of the season as well. Like I said, the Bengals after the bye week does get incredibly difficult. So I, I agree with you guys for think the Ravens will win, but yeah, the Bengals are the value. Uh on to the AFC South. The Titans are three for ten, three to ten after their win against the Texans yesterday. The Colts eleven to two, Jags eight to one, and the Texans hundred to one. Um I, I mean, it's hard to look away from the Titans being the winners and the value, really, because they've won both the games against the Colts. We were talking earlier, we think that the Titans could go on to double-digit wins this year uh, once again. They they just know how to win, and they're in a relatively easy division. So, unfortunately, not much to talk about this one. This one, for me, it would be Titans at 3-10. to 3-10. Yeah, same as me. Uh, I think when I did my projections this morning before this pod, it was like one to six. So they should be for me, for my my opinions. If you're three to ten, and I think they should be one to six, then it's obviously it's a bet that you just have to take. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's any point looking elsewhere. I know PFF had this as one of the best bets you can make in the NFL as well at the moment, value-wise, just because hmm. all signs point to them winning the division. They've got a relatively easy schedule compared to other division winners because um, their division is obviously so bad. Um, and if they beat the Chiefs next weekend, then it's done, basically, for them. They'll, they'll win this division easily. So, yeah, I think Titans are the one. Uh, and I know I might mention it later, but I like their over-win total as well for their current adjusted win total, which is 9.5 wins, just while we're talking about them. I just think that there's too many games they can easily win. Um, and again, Vrabel seems to be able to dig out wins when they shouldn't. So once they get people healthy, I just think that they're too good for the rest of the teams in the division. Yeah, I like Liam acknowledging that the Titans have an easy game on Sunday night against the Chiefs. I think that's really, really sweet of him to admit that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 Titans are clearly the pick of the bunch in this division. I, I really thought the Colts would be at the start of the season. I I really liked. I thought the uh, I thought the Matt Ryan signing was a good one. Um, shows you how much we all know. Um, so yeah, I I I really like where the Titans are right now. You know, Vrabel has. Continue to prove how good of a coach he is. And uh, it's really hard to see anything beyond Tennessee just walking their way to this division, in all honesty. Yeah, uh, I just got to mention the records at the moment. The Titans are 5-2, to two, the Colts 3-4-1, and one, the Jaguars 2-6, and six, and the Texans 1-5-1. and one. Um, Yeah, I think we're all in lockstep on that one. And we're probably all in lockstep on this one. Obviously, <laughs> the Bills, uh, AFC East, the Bills at 1-10, to 10, Dolphins at 10-1. to one. Uh, Patriots at thirty-three to one, and the Jets at forty to one for that division. Obviously, we—I'm pretty sure we know that the Bills are going to win this division. But you've got to say the value is on the Dolphins at ten to one because there's no value on the Bills essentially. Um, so if you were going to have a bet, then Dolphins is probably the one for it. 
Yeah, I agree. I haven't checked what the top two odds are at the moment. Um, if you can do Dolphins and Bills, I've already got that. And a single, I don't know what they are right now, but that'd be the only way you could find value for me. Because I don't even think that Dolphins 10 to 1 really is value because I just don't think it's going to happen uh, like, at all. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be betting the Bills at 1 to 10 either. So yeah, if you can find them top two, I don't know what the odds would be. There'd be also be odds on, but um, that's what I'd do. 8 to 13 for Bills and Dolphins top two. Uh, you can get 8 to 11 for the Dolphins just to finish second. So I think I'd be going for that one over the top two. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, there's there's not really much hope, I don't think, in Miami winning the division. I think most people have seen that the victory uh, over the Bills a few weeks ago was a fluke, shall we say, um, based on the, you know, conditions. Uh, yeah, I would 100% be sticking with the Bills first overall, 100%. Uh, yeah, um, AFC West isn't too much different in fairness. Um, Chiefs are 1-5, to five, best price, Chargers 11-2, to two, Raiders at 35-1 to one, and the Broncos at 50-1. to one. Chiefs currently lead it at 5-2, and two. Uh, the Chargers are 4-3, and three, the Broncos 3-5 and five, and the Raiders are 2-5. and five. Uh, I, Unfortunately, it's going to the favourite again. I just, I don't see... I guess if the Chargers get people back healthy, obviously their bye week is this week. Looks like Mike Williams is going to miss another couple of weeks. Keenan Allen, you would imagine, would be back for the game, uh, for the next game. But he's been on an awful season and they don't seem to be able to get him right. So I think, really, I've got to go for the Chiefs at 1-5. to five. Obviously, chuck it in accumulator. And I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't realise you could do the top two still uh, at the moment. So I would probably still go with the Chargers finishing second. I yep. don't think you're going to get the best of odds on it. Uh, so, <laughs> do you want to talk that through while I uh, while I have a note? Yeah, no, I, I do think the value. This is going to be complete um, contradict to myself for a bet we're going to talk about later. But um, the value probably is the Chargers, just because you never know. Like I said, if the Chiefs do lose a game to the Titans, where Henry goes nuts, then the two teams play each other in three weeks, and then it could flip around a bit. So, yeah. I don't think the top Chargers are going to win the division, but obviously I just one to five is a little bit too much. But um, yeah, if you chuck the Chiefs maybe in Ravens and Bills in an accumulator, you might be able to get something worth betting. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win the division. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, I, I thought the Chiefs would still would win the division before the season. I thought the protestations of uh, the Chargers and the Raiders competing were a little bit too soon. I still think the Chargers will have a good season and we'll probably come on to that later on. Uh, but I think it's been fairly clear that the Raiders and Broncos are complete frauds <laughs> and uh, not really relevant in this division whatsoever, no matter if you get a big-name quarterback like Russell Wilson or if you refuse to get a big-name quarterback and stick with Derek Carr. Neither of those two uh, attempts are going to work for you. So, uh, yeah, this is my... ...to... Dolphins and Bills, the top two price is probably a, a decent option or just charges to finish second. Um, but that, you know, that's probably all you would really feel safe doing in this situation. Yeah, completely agree. And at least the Raiders haven't given out a quarter of a billion dollars for their quarterback. And they're Good in uh, a very point. similar position. So, um, yeah, they're, they're probably feeling a little bit smugger about themselves. Um, I mentioned in my preview for this week that the, 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 all the, all the, uh, as you said, the, pro the prophetic stuff about the Broncos being a potential Super Bowl team with a quarterback, I'd never agreed with it. And it, it's, it's quite nice to feel smug about your, your alternate opinion sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> um, so that's the AFC wrapped up. Um, I think for me, the value in that division is probably going to be going with, well, as as we were saying, the Dolphins finished second. I like it. 8 to 11 is probably my best bet from that. Uh, so onto the NFC, NFC North. The Vikings are six and one somehow, um, and they are one to sixteen to win that division. Uh, the Packers are fifteen to two. The Bears fifty to one, and the Lions one hundred and fifty to one. <laughs> Obviously, no value in backing the Vikings at the moment. So if you're going to go for a value pick, you've got to go for my uh, my bestest mate Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at fifteen to two. I do not think they are going to turn it around personally. I think that this is going to be a pretty painful season for them. And I, I would be very surprised if they challenge the Vikings at all. Obviously, they've lost against them in the division. The Vikings are 4-0 in division. Uh, no, 4-0 at home, sorry. Um, so they are they are doing pretty well this year. So, yeah, for me, it's the Packers is the value at 15-2. to But I don't think it's a very likely one. 
Yeah, same. That is the what you say value, but I think this division's done now. I think the Vikings have have won the division theoretically. They've got the commanders at the weekend as well. Um They've also got five six o'clock games, which I know will make Callum happy because Kirk can ball out at uh, six p.m. our time. Um, but yeah, they got the Commanders next, and even if the Packers win next week, I just think they're going to be too far behind. But you can't be betting on anybody at uh, one to sixteen. I don't think it's not not clever betting. I don't think. Yeah, I don't hate fifteen to two for the Packers just because the Vikings are the Vikings, similar to uh, the Browns is the Browns that was said a few years ago. And until you prove it to me, I'm not going to believe in it. Um, I do believe that love him or hate him, Aaron Rodgers has enough talent to make miracles happen as we've seen previously and I do believe that Kirk Cousins will let you down when you need him the most so you never know um 15 to 2 is not horrible you certainly wouldn't want to be putting significant amounts on that because obviously there's an, a, a huge element of risk in that but equally once 16 what what's the point um the Viking schedule is interesting I mean you make the point of the commanders but the commanders are weirdly frisky and winning games that they shouldn't do with Taylor Heineke. So I wouldn't say that was a foregone conclusion. Um, and then they've got Bills, Cowboys, Patriots in a row. And there's there's definitely an argument you could see the Vikings go 0-3 in there. So I'm talking myself big time into the Packers finding a way to get back into this division, um, especially when the fact that the Packers host the Vikings on New Year's Day uh, at Lambeau, which, you know, is I'd give the Packers that win right now regardless. Um, so you never know. Uh, it, it's probably... In terms of the divisions that we've spoken through so far, it's probably my favorite kind of outside shot to turn the division, the division around, I guess. Maybe the Colts if Derek Henry got hurt for the Titans or something. But in terms of just purely the two teams looking at them, the Packers are likely to try and be either signing maybe an OBJ or trying desperately to trade for someone here at the trade deadline this week. So you never know. Um, if you're looking for an outside shot that you want to just have some fun with, I, I would probably lean to this one in terms of a surprise in a division winner so far. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. It is the value, but I still don't think I'd take the Packers to finish second. I think there's two realities here: is that they challenge for the top, or they fall apart completely. And the Bears are a little bit frisky at the moment as well. Um, but the Bears aren't worth it at 9-2 either to finish second. That's not the odds I was thinking. I was thinking it was going to be closer to what? 10s, to be honest. Um, is, so, there yeah. an exact, is there an exact order for it to be Vikings, Packers, Bears and Lions? Uh, Vikings, Packers, Bears and Lions is 13-8. to eight, So what about, what about Lions to finish yeah. third and Bears fourth? Uh, so Give that, that same thing is 20-1. to Oh, no, 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 not 20-1. to one. Uh, Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears 2-1. to one, So... Oh. Yeah, I like thirteen to eight. Take, I have uh, to say, yeah, the, Be- I guess the Bears it... have got what three more wins than the Lions at the moment? Was it two yeah. more wins? Mm, two more, I think. It was. Two, I think. The, yeah, well, so the, the Bears moment have three and the Lions have one. Yeah, I can't see Dan Campbell winning three games in total, let alone three more. Oh, games, stop so. it, you! <laughs> they're, they're close. Did, have you not heard him? They're close. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are very close. I keep hearing that. He is right, to be fair, but it's been uh, it's been painful for them. Um, so on to the NFC South. The Bucks are still ten to eleven to win this division. Falcons are five to two. The Saints are eleven to two, and the Panthers are thirty to one after their heartbreaking loss yesterday. Uh, the Falcons are currently top of the division at four and four, which is laughable. Uh, the Buccaneers are three <laughs> and five. The Saints are three and five, and the Panthers are two and six. And because of that, my value here is definitely the Saints at eleven to two. Um, obviously, the books will be hoping that Brady uh, having some kind of finality in his relationship might help them, um, might help him actually concentrate on football because he's, he's obviously been distracted, which I don't want to joke about because it, it seems a bit weird. Uh, but there's obviously been something there. And frankly, it seems like he's caused it by coming back to football. But football has been his life. So. I get it. Um, but yeah, the Falcons, they're not going to win the division. I think the Saints, <laughs> I think the Saints could uh, if they ever get Michael Thomas back from his, like, I don't know what he's injured this time is probably a toenail or something because he seems to hate his franchise. As soon as he got paid, he's missed most of the games. Um, but if they get him back, Andy Dalton has been fairly, fairly decent. He's been putting up points on offense and they got their defense sorted this week with a shutout win. So, yeah, for me, only one game behind. Well, only one game behind the Falcons. The same, same um, record as the Buccaneers. I like the Saints at eleven to two for this one. Uh, just looking at the 
at the standings, every team in this division has a negative uh, point differential <laughs> after eight games, which is um, absurd, really. Um, so, yeah, Liam. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone here or anyone listening listens to the Bill Simmons podcast, but he's been on the Panthers the whole time and he's still on the Panthers this week. And I just, every time I hear it, it makes me, makes me laugh. But uh, in terms of my opinions on the division, I think my best bet is actually Saints and Bucks, top two in any order, two to one. Um, I don't know if I can actually bet it because I've got it in every accumulator I've got <laughs> on Skybet. So I won't actually bet it again, but I still think that's great odds. Um, I still think if you picked one team for me, it would be the Bucks. I think nearly evens, you're just not going to get a good team uh, at any of these divisions anywhere near those odds. So I think I would still be back in them. We'll talk about the Saints for another bet a little bit later. But um, yeah, I think the Bucks and then do that top two bet because I can't see the Falcons or Panthers finishing in the top two for me. No, I agree. I, I, I would love the, the Deontay Foreman, you know, story to kind of lead to the Panthers making a playoff push after they trade away the golden boy McCaffrey and Foreman morphs into some sort of elite running back as he had a great game yesterday. But um, yeah, you do feel like this will still come down to Bucks and Saints because the Falcons are the Falcons and the Panthers are the Panthers, I guess. Um I feel sorry for the DJ Moores of the world. I feel sorry for Cordero Patterson, whose season kind of got derailed with injury, and maybe even Kyle Pitts as well, who probably wishes he'd landed in a slightly different spot for the start of his NFL career. But, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think right now there's, there is an argument to the Saints. I mean, the Bucs just look broken. I'm just not convinced by anything about the Buccaneers right now. But this is one of those situations where you almost say, are they too talented to fail? They just have too much talent on that roster and surely they'll figure it out. I mean, the defense can't be as bad as it has been much longer. Surely they just, this is without traumatizing Liam, this is a team that murdered the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with that defense. and Offensive line, that was, I'll just add that. Offensive hey, line. Hey, listen, I I, I cannot, I, I don't like talking about this this night. I lost Every single bet I made on that game, except for the length <laughs> of the national anthem. So from the moment the game kicked off until the moment the game finished, I was miserable. I was with you on the Chiefs and it didn't work. But the point with that is that the Bucks have been elite, still have elite talent on both sides of the ball. Brady, again, we won't make, make light of personal things because those are serious um, as much as I've you know disdained him for most of his career. Those are serious things that can affect someone. And maybe now with a little bit of a finality, he might all of a sudden turn it back on. Um, Godwin appears to be healthy having come back. I think, you know, he's only going to get better as time goes on. Mike Evans is still who he is. And I think they've had, they've, you know, Cameron Bray being injured has maybe been undersold. Brady loves his tight ends. Um, and if he can get back healthy or maybe develop more rhythm with Kate Otten, um, that, could, that could help the Buccaneers as well. So I... I still think I don't love it at ten to eleven, but I still think the Buccaneers are the favourites to win the division. But I like uh, I like Liam's shout of Saints and Bucks any order one and two. I think that's that's a good bet. Yeah, I think two to one on that is a cracking price. I've just had a just put myself a little accumulator on while um, <laughs> while we while we were talking there with that one. Um, I think that is a very a very tempting price. Uh, the NFC East is headed by well, it's the greatest division in football history, pretty much. This year is uh, the Eagles are seven and zero unbeaten. Um, we've got a couple of mentions about them uh, in a bit. Uh, Cowboys are six and two. The Giants are six and two, and the Commanders are four and four. Um, at the moment, the Eagles are still only one to four to win. Obviously, with the Cowboys breathing down the neck to a certain extent, Cowboys are nineteen to four. Giants are randomly at fifteen to one, and Commanders one hundred and fifty to one. So they're probably out of it. Um, I personally still think the Eagles are the value. They have an incredibly easy schedule for the rest of the time. Um, they have been dealing with everyone with fairly with relative ease at the moment. Uh, next time they play the Cowboys is probably the next difficult game they get. I believe that the Colts are on their schedule in a few weeks, and that was one that on paper looked like it could potentially be difficult, but the Colts have not been very good this year. So unfortunately, one to four for the Eagles, I think, is still fairly good. Um Cowboys and Eagles top two, I'd imagine the odds are not very good on. Um, but I, I think the Giants will fall off. The Cowboys have actually looked very good. So, yeah, four to nine for Cowboys and the Eagles top two in this one. And if you just want them in the order they are at the moment, you can get five to four, uh, yeah. which is probably fairly decent. 
that's my best bet for that this division, five to four, because I just don't think the Commanders are going to win enough games to catch the Giants. Because the Giants have got, uh, I can't remember who it is. Their next two games are relatively easy, so there's a chance they can get to eight wins. Um, mm. And there's just no way the Commanders are going to get to more than eight wins for me. Uh, and then I think again the Eagles are going to win the division, and then it's just do you believe that the Giants can catch the Cowboys? And uh, I just like Dak too much to to think that's the case. So yeah, I think five to four for this exact order is probably my best bet in the division. Um, yeah, I think Eagles are going to win it, but I just don't want one to four when I can have a five to four shot that's similar value for me. Yeah, um, I, I think pretty much as it's laid out there on on the banner is pretty much definitely the order that it's going to finish in. I, I think the Cowboys will separate themselves from the Giants. I think the Giants will fall back a little bit, and I think the Eagles are probably not necessarily too good, but have such a simple schedule. Um, that the Eagles will will just win this division. I I think you know they'll lose a the game at some point. Probably maybe the reverse fixture to the Cowboys. That's the sort of thing that would that would happen. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard to look past the Eagles here with the, with the Cowboys in second. I just don't think the Commanders and the Giants are good enough to find a way to keep up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I obviously agree with all of that. Yeah, it's um, they've all been sprightly. They've all been good. The Cow- the Giants have somehow been winning games and. Fair play to them. It's been impressive. But yeah, the the talent in this division is the top two, and I'm pretty sure it will stay like that. Um the NFC West, we have the 49ers at five to four. The Rams are still somehow second favourites at nine to two. Seahawks five to one and the Cardinals at sixteen to one. Um for me, like if you can get plus money on the 49ers, then go for it. Uh, I think that's incredibly good odds with uh, Christian McCaffrey looking every bit as good as I expected. I I really enjoyed watching the late night games last night. There was some fantastic running backs on show and McCaffrey. It's great to see him in a team that's going to use him to the best of his ability and a team with supporting cast around him that he he could well be what he could be a a difference maker. I don't think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl because of Jimmy G. I think he's much like Kirk Cousins that he will fold in the big spot. But I have taken, I did take a 14 to 1 on them earlier, which is now only boosted to 11 to 1. So my, my <laughs> 35 pound fortune that I put on has uh, obviously changed the odds significantly on them. Um, but yeah, I, I was more than happy to take that this morning. And I will be taking them to win the division at 5 to 4. They're only 4 to 6 on Skybet, which is where I've been placing my bets recently. Um, but there was a 5 to 4 available according to Odds Checker. Um, so yeah, they're the ones I'll go for. I don't mind the Seahawks at five to one, which seems silly. And I know that Callum's obviously got an opinion because he loves one of these teams and one of the quarterbacks on these teams. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the Seahawks have been looking very good and looking like they're getting things figured out. They're, they're good. They've got talent in the pass catching game and they've got talent on the ground. Their defense seems to be stepping up a bit. So I don't mind them at those odds, but I believe the 49ers own the Seahawks. I think that's another one that they have a very good record against. Um, so yeah, for me, it's the it's the forty nine to lose. Yeah, I'm with you. That uh, five to one, I think Seahawks odds are good, just because everywhere else they're three to one. Um, so I think if you want to bet Seahawks, then fives is a pretty good value. But the Seahawks have actually got a weirdly really hard schedule left. So they've got the Cardinals, Bucks, Seahawks, Raiders, Rams next, and then they've got a middle bracket of forty ers Chiefs, and Rams. So. <laughs> Uh, I do think that schedule is very, very hard. So I think, yeah, five to four, 49ers is is, uh, is the best bet for me. And now let me pass you to Callum for him to tell you that 16 to one cards is where you should be betting. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Um, it's unlikely, don't get me wrong. But when you actually think about, you know, c- correct me if I'm wrong, but the 49ers are four and four. Yeah. Cardinals yeah. are three and five. So we're talking yeah. one game difference in reality. From a five to four to a sixteen to one. Now, admittedly, the McCaffrey trade changes a lot about this division. Um, my best bet before the season was the Niners to miss the playoffs, and without McCaffrey, I would still feel slightly confident that that could happen. With McCaffrey, it's it's hard to see that. Um, he is just so explosive; he will do everything, as we saw yesterday. And I think that he is is going to push this team into late playoff contention which a team with a quarterback as average as Jimmy does not deserve. That said, I agree with Adam completely in the in the, in the biggest moment, as you saw in the Super Bowl and as you've seen in NFC Championship games. Um, Garoppolo w- will not be able to get them over the hump. 
McCaffrey's stats and you know his value on receptions and receiving yards and everything is going to go through the roof because Jimmy will check it down to him at all times and McCaffrey is good enough to take that catch and turn a 10-yard loss into a five-yard gain. But in terms of winning the division, the Rams look awful. Um, the Seahawks will not be able to maintain this, I am convinced. So you almost have to go for the 49ers by default, even though I don't love it, unless you want to get wild and go with the Cardinals like uh, like Liam is daring me <laughs> to do so. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily think that the Cardinals' schedule is so difficult that it makes it an impossibility. The, the question is, do you believe that the Cardinals are able to win once or twice against the 49ers, which they would have to do in order to win the division. If you don't think they can do, then stay away from it completely. But in reality, the Cardinals have the Seahawks this Sunday, which I think they will win. They then have the Rams. Who knows what the Rams look like? And they then have the 49ers. So three games from now, they'll have played the whole division again. You know, they'll still have games against the... uh, They'll still have one more game to play against the Niners. But you, you have to think that if the Cardinals are going to make any noise, they need to go at least two and one in those three games, probably three and oh. But Hopkins is back. He looks like his old self. They still haven't had Hopkins and James Connor together based on injuries and suspensions. Marquise Brown will be back before the end of the season. I don't need to talk myself into it. There is definitely a way here for the Cardinals to still win this division. And we'll talk more about them later on. I wouldn't say it was by any means a sure thing or a safe thing. And if they were to go out and lose to the Seahawks next Sunday, then it's completely done. But if they can find a way to get hot with the amount of speed and explosive playmakers they have, they could still cause some problems. It's really going to come down to can their defense stop anyone? And really, is anyone in this NFC West able to contain Christian McCaffrey? I doubt it. So that that's probably why the Niners will uh, will come out victorious in the end. In, in an, an impassioned speech from Callum there, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean to be fair, there's value all over this, apart from the Rams, in my in my opinion, on this one. I, I don't think, again, that like the like the Packers, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to turn it around. So if you do like any of the others in this division, then probably best to get on as soon as you can and um, sit there watching watching the value. I think the Rams have got a fairly decent chance of falling off. Um, we probably should have done this pod. Well. Yeah, really hard a, a, a winner's schedule. Um, we probably should have done this part after Tuesday, after the deadline, because there could be some uh, some changes. Yeah. But there's not a massive amount of talent available. Obviously, we don't know who's going to go for who. The Rams, we know, don't have many picks. So I don't think they're going to make too many moves. So that's um, that's about it for the divisions. Um, obviously, we've got a, a few suggestions for bits of value there. Um, I, for me, I think the 49ers overall is probably the best value if you can get the 5-4 to four that... I have it listed that there is value on. Um, we will go over to Liam with the awards and um, see if we find anything good on there. Cool. Um, I thought we were going to go to Callum next, but that's fine. We'll go towards. I, I uh, did. I, I did ask, but he hasn't replied. So I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, that's bad. fine. We'll do awards. <laughs> Let's start with the big one then. MVP. Um, so I'm only going to rattle off the top four or five, and then if there's any other odds. Um, do you guys want to ask about or if you've got for yourselves and shout? So we'll start with MVP. Uh, Josh Allen, this is all from the same bookie as well. So Josh Allen's 5-4 to four at the moment. Jalen Hurts, second favourite, 7-2. to two. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is third favourite, 9-2. to two. Lamar is 9-1, to one, fourth favourite. And then Adam's best friend, Joe Burrow, is 16-1, to one, uh, fifth favourite. Everyone else is 25-1 to one or better. Geno Smith, 28-1, to one, just for Callum there, in case he wants to, to put a bet on. <laughs> Um, in terms of value, I am extremely biased, but Patrick Mahomes is probably going to beat Josh Allen in every single category. And I just think the odds are too far apart. So I think 92 for him is, is is probably my best bet. But I also love Lamar Jackson at 9-1. to one. I just think there's a chance the Ravens could finish with the number two seed. And I know that probably means the Bills are number one, um, which will have a lot to do with this. But I still think if you can beat the other quarterback in most major categories, then um, there's a chance that you can win the award, especially with the narrative for for Lamar that he's got no receivers and the narrative for Mahomes that he lost the best receiver in the league or second best receiver in the league, then I think those two things are going to help. So yeah, I think Mahomes will be my best bet and Lamar is my nine to one slight outsider. Adam. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I uh, no, I, I was, I was, I was waiting for you. So <laughs> you go for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I wonder if the, the Josh Allen versus Mahomes thing can be 
influenced by their head-to-head matchup, which obviously the Bills won a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we, we won't see that again until the playoffs, potentially. I wonder if that, in the minds of the uh, voters, will potentially sway things. Um, I... I think it's hard to ignore Jalen Hurts potentially if the Eagles do continue to keep rolling. But I, I agree with you. Value-wise, Lamar Jackson is definitely a shout because the Ravens' schedule does get a little bit easier as we continue to go. Um, and they do seem primed, like I said earlier, if they can stay healthy to uh, to make a run. And just as I say that, my phone flashes up that Rashad Bateman is out a few weeks. So uh, that's bad for all my fantasy teams and uh, my logic there. But uh, you never know. There you go. <laughs> Well, it's good for Lamar. More rushing yards. <laughs> well, true. Um, yeah, Bengals versus Ravens, the final game of the season. If that's the decider for the AFC North, it could be the decider for MVP as well, because if the Bengals win it, then it'll be tough to give it to Lamar. And I agree with the narrative on, that you guys have been saying. Um, so for that reason, I'd, I'd be on Jalen Hurts personally at 4-1. to one. If they do continue the, the streak that they're on with an incredibly easy schedule upcoming. If they go sixteen and one, NFC NFC one seed, then I think it'd be difficult not to give it to Jalen Hurts. Frankly, so for me, the value would be on him at those odds. Yeah, if they only lose one game or something like that, and the Bills lose three or four, then it's it's be impossible, I think, for Jalen not to not to get it. Um, offensive player of the year. Then um, speaking of Jalen, he's actually favourite for this. So Jalen Hurts is seven to two favourite, which I did think was a little bit odd, but. Josh Allen isn't favourite, but um, yeah, Jane Hurts seven to two. Second favourite is Tyreek Hill thirteen to two. Lamar is seven to one. Justin Jefferson's nine to one. Diggs and Cooper Cup are ten to one, and then Josh Allen uh, and Barkley are twelve to one. Uh, and for me, I think this is a little bit of an easy bet. I'm going to mention him later, but I think Tyreek Hill at thirteen to two is a very good bet for this. Um, they've recently, in the last couple of years, stopped giving this award just to the quarterback that wins MVP. Um, so if they do that again and, and and stay away from quarterback, I just think there's a chance that Tyreek Hill's numbers could be some of the best we've ever seen. So yeah, I think 13 to two for, for me, for him would be the best bet. Uh, Callum, what do you think? Yeah, I agree completely with that. If the Dolphins keep passing at the rate they are, and if Tua stays concussion free and is able to keep hitting people with accuracy, then yeah, I mean, Tyreek is on a ridiculous pace and, you know, proving to everyone not in any way that what he said about Mahomes and Tua is accurate, but that he is able to put up numbers with anyone at quarterback, I think. Um, yep, that's three out of three. Um, yeah, Tyreek Hill, if he hits potentially 2,000 yards receiving this year, then I think it'll be very difficult not to give him. Um, have you got a history of this award, Liam? Is it is it generally the best non-quarterback over recent times? Because so last, I... last three Sorry. were non-quarterbacks, and then the Three before that were quarterbacks. So it seems like they've made a change ever since Lamar Jackson won both, basically, to, to share it around yeah. a bit. No, that, that, that's what I assume. That, that's what, in my head, I had as the results recently. So, yeah, basically best non-quarterback, and it'll be hard to go against Tyreek. I mean, if Derrick Henry was playing the Texans every week, then I'm sure he'd win it again. <laughs> um, but that seems seems unlikely. He's down at 50-1 to one, um, after a quick look. But, yeah, I, I think I'd be on Tyreek for this. Yeah, I think Barkley's probably my outsider at 14s. Just, I think, a bit of narrative but behind him, but I'll talk about him for, for another award in a minute. Um, defensive player of the year, I almost feel like this is done already. So the favourite is Michael Parsons at 4-9. to nine, So he's one of the only ones on this that are, that are odds on. Nick Bosa, second favourite, 8-1. to one. Miles Garrett, who's never won it, 14-1. to one. Third favourite, Aaron Donald, 22-1. to one. Um, And then Matt Judon and Max Crosby are also 22-1, to one, who lead the, the league in sacks at the moment. Uh, I do think that Parsons is going to win this, but obviously there's not much value in a four to four to nine shot. So the only other one for me would be uh, Nick Bosa. Uh, I just think that he's having a very, very good season. If the 49ers do win the division um, and have a very good record in the NFC, it's probably because he's got a lot of sacks. So um, yeah, I think Bosa's the value, but Parsons for me is probably going to win the award. I just can't be betting on a four to nine. What do you think, Callum? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I can't see anybody else, I guess, making enough noise to usurp Parsons, I guess, in terms of as an individual who just makes everything go for the Cowboys. I mean, their defense has really, there was a lot of talk about Cooper Rush and, you know, credit to him. He came in and played well, but in reality, it was the Cowboys defense that studied the ship while Dak was out, if we're completely honest. And obviously Parsons has a huge part of that, had a huge game yesterday. I just think he's a game wrecker and will keep continue to doing that. This is not a market I would be, I would be betting on anyway. I, I always, um, I stress about betting on what other people's opinions are, if that makes sense. 
Um, so it's not something that I, I typically look to get involved in. But, you know, it, it's hard to look past Parsons right now. Yeah, I agree on that. I'm not um, not a fan of the awards markets myself. Um, but yeah, other than Micah Parsons, the only one I'd have a nose at was Von Miller at 33 to 1. Um, obviously, if the Bills win the win the AFC and he puts up a few more sacks, I mean, people seem to be the people in the know and the people who watch it uh, all rave about Von Miller and the, what he's done for that team. And obviously, first game of the season, he blew up the Rams and looked incredibly impressive, and he's carried that on. So, at thirty-three to one, I think that's a little bit of value. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, cool. Let's go on to some rookies then. Um, the, going to be the first year in a while that um, quarterbacks aren't in the top top odds for this one. But offensive rookie of the year, Kenneth Walker is the favourite now at six to four. It was obviously Brees Hall, but unfortunately um, he's gone down with his ACL injury. Uh, Damian Pierce is second favourite at three to one. Chris Olave is your third favourite at five to one, and then it drops off dramatically to. To a load of receivers at 20 to 1. We've got Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Wondell Robinson, and then Kenny Pickett is the first quarterback there at uh, 22 to 1. Um, so I think none of us are probably going to pick a QB. I think before the season that made a little bit of sense, but the way it's going for the Steelers, I don't think there's any chance. So for me, I think Kenneth Walker is probably one of the best bets for any of these awards. I just can't see anybody else beating him. Even Damian Pierce. I think if the Texans only win a couple of games, and then you've got Seattle with seven or eight wins, uh, with their running back being there. One of their best offensive players. I just think Kenneth Walker is a bit of a lock for me. Uh, hard to disagree, really. I, I, I saw Damian Pierce in person yesterday. You know, good to see him. Thought he looked like he had a bit of burst, but game script is going to hamper his usefulness, right? Like he, you know, there's only so much you can do when you're not going to be running the ball every down because you're down 20 after you know 15 minutes. So I have to, I yeah, I have to stay with Walker as well. I'm pleasantly surprised. You know, I didn't think he'd get this much uh, run so early on, but obviously injuries have helped him a little bit. And that's what's so funny about these markets is so much comes down to opportunity and uh, being in the right place at the right time, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to look past him. I think you've, you've made the right assessment there. Yeah, two weeks ago, Bruce Hall was a lock for it. Kenneth yeah. Walker's now a lock for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, as long as he stays healthy, he's winning it. Um, Alave, I don't mind as the the top wide receiver. I think he is the best wide receiver in this class. And Kenny Pickett is three to one for most interceptions thrown this year. So um, I think that's more very very much more likely than offensive rookie of the year. That's a new award. I didn't know they gave that. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the highlight. It's the one they all go for. <laughs> Well, your favourite receiver, where's he in the odds? 28 to 1 for George Pickens, Adam. If you, if George you Pickens, uh, future Hall of Famer. Uh, exactly. Yeah, 28 to 1. Yeah, nice. it's not uh, not really not really worked for him, has it? No, not, not yet. Um, defensive rookie then, um, interesting as well. Usually this award obviously goes to pass rushers, um, but top two in the betting are both corners. So we've got Source Gardner from the Jets at 2 to 1. Uh, Tariq Woolen, the surprise pick in Seattle at 3 to 1. You've got Aiden Hutchinson at 9 to 1, third favourite. And then Jack Jones, who's got a few interceptions for the Patriots there at uh, 12 to 1. And then Jalen Petrie, who you'd have seen yesterday as well, Callum, uh, playing for the Texans, yep. he is 12 to 1. Um, and then I think Cameron Thibodeau just outside at 13 to 1. So um, for me, it's probably going to be source, but um, Tariq Woolen is a fifth round pick. So uh, I do think there's a bit of a chance that if the Seahawks do well again, uh, people are going to say, okay, Tariq Woolen, fifth round pick versus a top 10 pick. And they've had similar production. The people are going to vote for Tariq Willem. But yeah, again, for me, I think the favourite's probably right in Source in this one. Yeah, it, it's it's really hard to see anyone other than Source doing that. I mean, he's made a huge difference to this Jets team immediately. I mean, you don't think that really they were going to win that many. I didn't think they'd win that many games all season. And look, you know, they've got five wins already. Five wins? Four wins? Five wins. Five wins already, um, which I did not expect. So yeah, obviously he doesn't win the game on his own, but he's made such a big difference and... You, you feel like he's almost building his new version of, uh, you know, Richard Sherman or Revis Island, whatever you want in, in, in that team. And people are just staying away from him because he is that good. Uh, yep, completely agree. It's uh, difficult to see past um, Source at the moment, which after watching a lot of Bearcat, Bearcats games last year, and um, he didn't allow a touchdown in college at all. And I think his final season only gave up about 150 yards or something similar. Seems to be doing pretty darn well in the in the big time. So tough to look past him. I would have a little nibble on um, Thibodeau if I had to, if I needed a bigger bigger odds one. He hasn't put up the numbers so far, but he seems to be doing all right after he came back from injury. Um, again, all these awards are quite narrative based, so you want to look for basically the last six games of the season, see what the schedules are, 
and that could sway you one way or the other. But yeah, um, Source has been brilliant, and it's tough to tough to see past him, frankly. Yeah, Giants have got a couple of primetime games in the last seven weeks of the season. So if he has some sacks in primetime, you never know. But he's probably a bit too high there in terms of odds for a pass rusher because it doesn't normally go that way. But we'll see if uh, see if a corner gets it. Um, now onto the last two wards, which are the hardest normally to pick unless you've got Alex Smith coming back off the worst leg injury I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Comeback come back player of the year. Uh, Saquon Barkley is your favourite, four to six. I think the odds there are a little bit too short, but he's likely to win. Uh, Gino is second favourite at five to two. CMC, eight to one, third favourite. Uh, Derek Henry is actually fourth favourite at 12 to one. And then Travis Etienne, who um, absolutely killed it in London this weekend, he is fifth favourite, 18 to one. Um, again, the awards are tough because I think they are priced quite well. I think Barkley's the rightful favourite, but if the Seahawks did get in the playoffs, I think five to two for Gino is is great value for me on this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be betting on Gino Smith in that situation. Um, I just, I just don't see it lasting across the whole season. Um, Barkley has the narrative. I, I was surprised to, to hear a couple of the names mentioned there. It's such a narrative-driven award, as you mentioned, with Alex Smith. I mean, they might as well call it the Alex Smith Memorial Award, honestly, with, with everything <laughs> that he went through, um, to be completely honest. So, yeah, I, I think Barkley's probably the likely one. But again, you know, what happens if Barkley goes down with an injury in the next six weeks? You know, God forbid, you know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But that's something I'm going to mention later on as well, that, you know, the, it's such a fickle league with things like this. We It could change week to week. So not, not one that I'd be going near, but I think Barkley's a rightful favourite. Yeah, uh, yeah, can't argue with Barkley being the favourite. I hate this award. There's some of the names on it every year is just ridiculous. Like they're coming back from a bad season. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Etn did look very good, and he is coming back after missing the whole season. So he would be the other one I'd have at the value uh, at the price. But again, I, I think it's Barkley's to lose, and fingers crossed he'll stay healthy and he should win. At four to six isn't that bad. No, yeah, it is not so short as I thought, but it's a tough award, isn't it, to back uh, anybody over? Uh, sorry, anyone under evens. Um, cool, coach of the year. Then last one. This is the one that I just I can never bet this one. So this would be a firm stay away for me. But in terms of the favourites, uh, Nick Sirianni is your favourite, ten to eleven. Uh, Brian Dable, second favourite, three to one. Um, Kevin O'Connell, leader of the Kirk Cousins Vikings, at nine to one. Pete Carroll, twelve to one, and Robert Sala, twelve to one. Um, again, uh, this is such a hard award. I wouldn't be backing the favourite. Um, so I think Brian Dable at three to one is probably probably good odds. But if the Vikings end up winning thirteen games, I think Kevin O'Connell's got a shot as well at nine to one. I mean, the disrespect that you didn't mention Mike McDaniel there, I'll just ignore that. That's fine. Um, Twenty to one, if you want it. 20 I mean, look, one. that's great value. Take Mike McDaniel. There's my there's my two cents. Um, no, I, I <laughs> do you know what? I actually think if this is a weird thing where I think a non performance-related issue will influence that in that if the Tua concussion thing hadn't happened, I think McDaniel would be higher odds. But I think based on the quote-unquote negative press that the Dolphins and he got for their handling of that, even though I don't think he really had a role in that, um, I don't think he'll win it just based on that completely. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's wide open. Dayball feels like a good shout. Yeah, not the best odds for Dable, but I'd, I'd take him over Siviani. I know I know the Eagles are doing well, but are they exceeding expectation? I, I don't really think so. I think the Giants have exceeded expectation to a fairly large extent. Pete Carroll at 20 to 1. I don't Was it 20 to 1 where you had it, 12, Liam? Sorry. 12, 12 to 1. Apparently, he's 20 to 1 on 888. I know that we're, we're doing it all from the same book to keep. Um, to keep clarity, but um, it's good yeah, bet, I don't mind Pete Carroll if he does a good job, uh, and he is doing a good job, obviously, with Gino. Uh, they are exceeding expectation a lot, so for me, I don't mind Carroll at the odds. I wouldn't be back in Syriani at 10 to 11. And then Mike McCarthy was 33 to 1. If somehow they manage to overturn the Eagles and say the NFC East, then it's not terrible. I don't think he's a great coach, but. It is all um, narrative and record, really, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. I, I think Dable would be the better for me. But there was a couple of outsiders that I don't mind too much. Nice. Yeah, it's the uh, first time Brandon Staley hasn't been favoured for about two years, it feels like. So uh, it's good It's good to be in that position. Uh, yeah, for me, in terms of all the awards, I think probably Kenneth Walker at 6-4 to four is your best bet. Um, most of these, if the player gets injured, you're going to lose your bet. So I know we could always say he's a running back, he might get injured. But I think him at 6-4 to four is, is probably the best value for me. Um, on to you, Cam. 
Yeah, so we just kind of wanted to touch on some potential kind of conference winners, Super Bowl winners, and then maybe a little bit on a make or miss the playoffs overall. Um, we kind of referenced them earlier. There's currently a boost on uh, the 49ers to win the whole Super Bowl, which, again, is not something that I necessarily like. Uh, but at 11-1, to 1, it feels like there's some decent value in that if you believe in the Niners. I just wanted to get that one out of the way first uh, before the price disappears. I'll do the division. I'll do the conference winners now, and then we'll head back to uh, the Super Bowl. As far as the AFC goes, it, it is hard right now to look past the Bills and the Chiefs, but for the sake of interest, I'm going to ignore those two because they are the quote-unquote obvious choices, I think, either one you could make an argument for and they're both you know relatively short prices that means i i don't see a whole load of value in them that said we referenced them earlier the baltimore ravens are eight to one to win the afc uh feels like something that could be good value if the ravens get rolling with their run game they can control the clock and they have lamar who can just make magical things happen so i don't mind the ravens as an option there if you want a Slightly more risky version of that, the Titans at 16 to 1 also feels like a potential uh, option if you're believing in the January ability to run the ball as being decisive. And if you want to go completely the opposite way, uh, the Miami Dolphins are 16 to 1 to win the AFC. And while I don't for one second think they deserve to be in that contention uh, or really will actually have a shot, they can score points. And that's very important to winning football games. And if their defense can hold up, Tua has arguably the best receiving duo in the league in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And stranger things have happened. Stranger teams have made runs. Hey, the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year. Anything can happen. <laughs> so uh, at 16 to 1, I don't hate the Dolphins to win the AFC for, for value there. Yeah, I can't argue with you. As you say, anything can happen. Like the Bengals, the Bengals making the Super Bowl was remarkable. It was it was one of those kind of uh, fairy tale runs that you don't really expect to see. Um, and it could happen to the Dolphins. I, it is tough to look past the Bills, really. Obviously, they have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs now, and that was that was key for them. Although they had that last year and then still didn't make it, so I think they'll be. That probably helps them actually. I think they're going to be super focused this year to do it. The Titans being the AFC one seed again would be quite something. Um, <laughs> but again, terrible division, and they they know how to win. They've just won five games in a row, so it wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't look past the Bills, unfortunately. I know it's boring, but <laughs> they have dealt with injuries this year on defense, and they're still winning games comfortably. They're still fairly well shutting down teams. They're, they're just they are the class of the NFL, uh, let alone the AFC. Yeah, I think I agree with Callum on the Ravens at eight to one being really really good bet. Um, likely they could be a two or a three seed. So if they're a two seed, they won't play the Bills until title game um so i think eight to one is, is a great shout but the best value for me is the chiefs unfortunately for uh, the home of bias because uh, when they play in the afc title game they won't be 10 to 3 so if you want to bet the chiefs now at 10 to 3 to win the afc that's a better odds than you'll get on them to beat buffalo um which they'll have to do probably to get to the super bowl so i just think that if you, if you like the chiefs the odds are there um mahomes has never had to play a playoff game on the road so i'm excited to see him win it in buffalo I like the confidence, Liam, to be fair. And it's again, it's hard to disagree with that. You know, I far be it from me to ever bet against the Chiefs um, or Mahomes. But again, hard to bet against the Bills as well right now. Um, on the other side of the, the NFL, uh, looking at the NFC, the Eagles are currently the clear cream of the crop as far as I'm concerned. I think as far as most people are concerned, um, they're under two to one in most places uh, to win the NFC. And to be fair, that's not even bad value, really, in, in all things considered. Uh, because they do look significantly better than most teams. I wanted to kind of just pick a couple of outside shots. Uh, like I said, you can, you can get the 49ers around uh, 11 to 2, 13 to 2, which I don't hate, don't love it. If you're crazy, you can get the Vikings at 6 to 1. Um, but one that I do like uh, quietly is, is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, we've spoken about their defense. They've started to get a little bit healthier. You know, having Tony Pollard as the uh, explosive back and Zeke as the bruiser around the goal line could really work for them. We spoke earlier about maybe Odell Beckham Jr. being signed by Jerry Jones. That feels like a match made in heaven, potentially. So, yeah, I, I, I think the Cowboys, who are a similar price to the Niners to win the NFC, 
is not is not bad value for sure. And then again, if you want to be really disgusting and go for a completely outside the box one of just a team riding some momentum because they have a quarterback who's desperate to win, the Packers are twenty to one to win the NFC. And with their rushing game as it gets colder, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, who needs to pick up his uh, his rushing, um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon cop- combined with Aaron Rodgers in the backfield. I, I just don't think the Packers at twenty to one is is bad value. You know, they 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 don't look good right now, but you don't win the Super Bowl in October, and you don't win the NFC in October either. So yeah, for me, the Packers at twenty to one is something worth considering if you want a real outside the box one. Yeah, unsurprisingly, I won't be uh, won't be following under that one. When you were talking about a quarterback determined to win, I thought you didn't go with the Saints, to be honest. But uh, you know, uh, you went you went with a slightly more talented quarterback there. Um, the Cowboys, the only issue there for me is they're probably going to have to go through wild cards, so they're going to be facing a tougher tougher task all the way through on the road for all the games because you've got to imagine the Eagles are going to win. The Eagles are apparently sixty five percent to be the number one seed at the moment according to playoffstatus.com which I've got up on the screen at the moment. Uh unsurprisingly Vikings at their record of 15%. We don't I I we always joke about Kirk Cousins but he he can't do it in the big time and I don't think he will be able to get them there. Um so yeah for me it'll be uh, Eagles and 49ers I think is uh, is the two I'd be going for there and luckily I have a decent amount on both of them, so I, I'm, I feel like I'm doing fairly well on the NFC side of things. Oh, my heart just wants to say the Vikings at six to one. They're going <laughs> to we'll remove you from the stream. We will they, remove you. They're going to be the number I, two or three. I have three that power. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be number two or three seed. But my best bet is um, Tom Brady, ten to one. Doesn't matter how the season's gone in his life. Tom Brady usually ends up stood there with the Lombardi at the end of it. So um, <laughs> I think ten to one. For him is is too given all. I think the, the team's too good. I think Shaq Barrett did his Achilles this weekend, unfortunately, so be out for the season. Um, but there's already a few stories today about the Rams and Bucks being desperate to add O line help, wide receiver help, running back help, and tight end help. So uh, we'll see who makes a trade. But yeah, I think the Bucks of ten to one are, are probably too good to turn down. Out of the favourites, I think the 49ers are probably your best shot. But um, yeah, I really like the Bucks at tens. And then as far as the actual Super Bowl itself goes, just quickly, a couple that I picked out um, beyond the 49ers that we we already spoke about, which seems to be good value everywhere now that McCaffrey's doing what he is. Um, on the NFC side, if you believe in the Philadelphia Eagles, they're currently 5-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. And really what you're saying there is they're 5-1 to one to beat either the Chiefs or the Bills, is how I'm looking at it. Now, maybe that's a little bit oversimplifying it, but certainly the point Liam made earlier about the Chiefs are going to be worse odds to beat the Bills in the AFC title game than you're going to get them now. If you if you think the Eagles are going to roll through the NFC because the NFC is weak, as most of us feel, then 5-1 to one for the Eagles to win one standalone game against anybody is not bad when you consider the talent they've got and how well they've performed so far. And then to go back to someone I already spoke about, the Baltimore Ravens are 14-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Feels like decent value. Um, they're going to have to go through Buffalo or Kansas City, it feels like. But if you told me that Monday Night Football tonight was Ravens against Eagles and I could get 14-1 to 1 on Ravens to beat the Eagles, I'd feel pretty good about that. So, yeah, I, I, I don't hate the Ravens as an option there at 14-1 to 1 as well. Sorry, Adam, for choosing an AFC North team. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I, I've said pre-season, I, thought, I think the Ravens are going to win the AFC North. They have a very... Not a very comfortable schedule. They they have a comfortable schedule in comparison to other teams in that division. And if they do that, and obviously we know they have the ability to win games, I I would worry about their postseason record. It's not been fantastic. Um, and again, as you said, they're they're kind of snake bit with injuries. Um, there's just popped up with Mark Andrews' day to day. So seems like he should be okay. He's obviously a key part of their offense. But I mean, Lamar can beat anyone on his day by himself frankly so I don't mind it at the odds um I struggle for anything outside the favorites on this one unfortunately at the moment I I'm Tom Brady said himself like this league the league this year has not been fantastic uh there, there was points this weekend which was nice um but no one seems to be really separating other than the Eagles and other than the Bills so for me I, I struggle to look past them too really yeah, I like the Ravens odds again. Just came out that um, Tyus Bowser, who led the team in sacks last year, and David Ojabo have both been elevated off um, the IR. Okay. So 
that's two pass rushes in the league where pass rushing is important. So I do think that's a good, probably good shout for the Ravens. Their odds are going to get worse, I think. Um, but yeah, my best bet, PFF's best bet, 538's best bet, ESPN's best bet is obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Same idea. If they get to a Super Bowl against anyone in the NFC, they'll be, I don't know what you'd say, four to six to win the game, maybe, I would say. Ish. <laughs> it's normally minus three for the favorite around that. I, I I don't mind AFC minus three at the moment. You'll probably be able to find that somewhere still. Um, yeah. Chiefs Eagles. I I'd probably have it a bit closer to be honest, but yeah, I I think they, I think Chiefs would definitely be favorites. Yeah, and it's thirteen to two. So I like the Chiefs. The Bucks again. If I'm going to bet them for the NFC at ten to one, then twenty two to one to the Super Bowl is a pretty good bet. Um, and then the only other one that's worth a, a shot. His um, Titans are forty to one on Sky, but apparently on Virgin they're fifty-five to one. And uh, <laughs> going to everywhere else in America, they should be way shorter than that. So yeah, Titans are a fun one at fifty-five to one. If you fancy uh, losing a five-pound free bet, <laughs> Dolphins are twenty-five to one. Anyway, um, on to a very quick recap of uh, people to make or miss the playoffs. Um, I've kind of picked out a few that I, I like, and and the guys have got some themselves to miss the playoffs. I feel like the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Giants are all just waiting to combust and fall apart. Um, it may not happen for any or all of them, but it does feel like the Falcons have had a perfect storm of good fortune to somehow end up atop the division right now. Similarly, the Giants, the 6-2, and two, just doesn't make sense from from where they've been and where they're likely to go. They still don't have, you know, I like Wondell Robinson, but they don't seem to have the ability to throw the ball at all and have somehow won six games, which is crazy. Um, and my third one was the Seahawks. Again, Geno Smith, great story. He's done fantastically well, but hard to really see them making it stick for me. So I, I like those three to miss the playoffs. And then to make the playoffs, uh, the Packers, again, great value. Hard to ignore that. We've already spoken about uh, the Saints is is one that I know Adam wanted to touch on at three to one. The Saints, if they can get healthy to make the playoffs, is a really good option. And obviously, I'm going to finish with the Arizona Cardinals, who are six point five. So what's that? Eleven to two. Um, I just can't believe that price is so long, based on the fact that they're only one game out of first place in their division. So again, if you believe in the Cardinals like I do, and you think they might get better as they get healthy and finally have their full team for the first time this season, then that might be something you want to look at as well. Uh, yeah, um, I listed one to miss, one to make, and they were Falcons 8-15. to 15. I think that is probably the best bet out of all of them, to be honest. It's shorter than 1-2. to two. I, was, I was quite happy with that. And yeah, Saints at 3-1 to one to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, they're only a game out of first place in that division. The Bucks don't look much. The Falcons have somehow got to the top of it. The Panthers are the Panthers. So yeah, I think if the Saints get a few players back fit, I think 3-1 to one was um, very generous for them. Although, to be fair, if I'm doing that, then I may as well take them to win the NFC South, frankly, because <laughs> that's the only way anywhere, anyone in this division is going to make the playoffs. And they are 7-2, uh, so not a, not a huge difference, but yeah, 7-2 to for, for them to win the NFC South. So yeah, they, they'd be my they'd be my two for this one. Yeah, I agree completely that Falcons is the best bet. I just, I don't think there's any way they're going to make the playoffs. So for that not to be like four to one on <laughs> feels like mm. that's probably a really, really good bet. And they have to do it that way because the wins they've got. So yeah, I think that's probably the actual best bet. Um, I do like the Saints as well. My best bet to make was the Packers. Um, seven to four, I just think that that's just a great shout. Um, they've got worse odds than the Bucks. I think the Bucks will make the playoffs, but because their division's weaker, then... Um, their odds aren't very good. So I like the Packers. And then my best bet to miss for value is the Chargers. Uh, hard schedule is six to four. So they've obviously got plus odds there. A lot of these aren't plus odds. Um, and yeah, their schedule is like the third hardest remaining in the NFL. Um, and there's just a chance that the Chargers are going to charge her and finish eighth, uh, seven. So I just think those odds are a little bit too high. Uh, all good then. So that's that's all those ones, and then we had a couple of crazy ones that we were talking about before. Um, Eagles best regular season record at eleven to ten. Quite like that. Obviously, we've mentioned multiple times about the comfort and the ease of their schedule. They are also twelve to one to go to seventeen and zero. Uh, that's that's probably. I mean, twelve to one. I quite like the odds. It's a very unlikely thing to happen. Obviously, it hasn't happened before with seventeen and zero. Um. But I don't mind it at twelve to one. I I do think the eleven to ten is is fairly generous for 
them to have the best season record as well. And uh, I will pass it over to Callum for one, another one that we we're talking about, which was uh, a Miami-based one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to ignore the Tyreek Hill most receiving yards prop, which I know Liam has been championing in the last couple of weeks. I mean, the way that Tua's playing, the way that Tyreek's playing, he's, you know, going up nearly 150 yards a game, basically. And um, if if he's able to keep that up, most receiving yards, 9-4 to four is good value. There's a few others who, you know, have their name in the hat, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson. But right now... I think it's hard to think of a passing game that you'd want more in the NFL uh, than the Dolphins because they seem to not really mind going behind and then just chucking it down the field until it works. Maybe the Bengals is a fair point and, you know, the Chiefs is the Chiefs uh, with all due respect. But, uh, yeah, you know, look, the, the tour breakout party has started and uh, I'm sure it won't all blow up in my face before the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, I love that bet. That's a great bet, I think. The odds, I, I can't believe they were like that. He's a couple of hundred ahead already um and he has got a game in hand on Diggs, um but he's 205 yards ahead i believe of Diggs. so again Diggs would need a hell of a season a hell of a game just to to go ahead and i just think tyreek kills a very very healthy player you can always rely on him he always plays games um so yeah i just think that's probably a best bet and then my other one was the one i mentioned earlier which was titans over nine and a half wins was just one that i just think is a a bit of a lock for me. They've got to play in their own division a couple of times, um, a couple of weaker teams from the NFC, and then some hard AFC games. But the Titans seem to win one or two games they shouldn't every year, so they'll beat someone that they shouldn't. Um, so, yeah, that'd be my other best bet. So, I think we are done for our little mid-season review preview. Um, thank you for listening. And um, we will be back on Thursday for our usual weekly podcast, uh, looking over our for quote-unquote best bets <laughs> and um see, seeing how we do on those fingers crossed be a little better than this week my under 51 and a half on dolphins and lions was dead by half time so uh yeah not uh not the most ideal one for me but yeah fingers crossed we're going to go two and two uh we have the bengals minus three tonight for jack and liam unsurprisingly won his again this weekend so we um Looking to looking to even out for the season, but yeah, come back on Thursday and thank you for watching and listening. Bye bye for now. Bye bye.